I saw a Tumblr post recently that was like, isn't it funny how all of us have a friend who is weirdly obsessed with Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and like, like weirdly, like they'll be here like binging 15 seasons of it just to treat themselves. But like, none of us know anything about Grey's Anatomy. It's just like, yeah. that one person knows about Grey's Anatomy and no one else. Yeah. I am that one person. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Forever Young Adult. What's our podcast about, Eva? Um, well, we read young adult literature. We take turns. So on the 7th of the month, which I believe this is... If you were listening to it on its day of release, then today should be the 7th, unless my computer malfunctions again, in which case it's the 8th. Yeah, um, I mean, then generally you would tell me about a book, but Kira, I'm all turned around. It's been so long since we did this. That's true, because we had two guest spots, didn't we? I haven't seen you in so long. I, I mean, I have seen you. I've seen you in between, but... Uh, shh, don't break the fiction. The fiction is that we've not seen each other in over a month. We'd actually... we recorded. Yeah, we don't... We only see each other on recording days. We don't hang out. It's just I summon you through a mirror by saying YA lit three times <laughs> in the dark. Um, we have a book to discuss. We do have a book to discuss. It's December. It's wintry. Uh, what kind of book have you got for me? Uh, this week I read Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by uh, David Levison and Rachel Cohn. Have we had a David Levithan before? We did. We did uh, David Levithan for the book Every Day. This is our first repeat author then. This is our first repeat author, but also does it even count because he only wrote half the book? I don't know. I think it definitely gets some kind of little milestone. Okay, we'll put a star next to it on the calendar because I, I don't know how to do that on the podcast. <laughs> David Levithan Day. David Levithan Day. <laughs> this is their third book that they wrote together and they've written five books together. Um, And the format is that Rachel Cohn writes the chapters that are Lily and then David Levithan writes the chapters that are Dash. And when they were writing the book, what they used to do is one of them would write a chapter. They kind of like discussed at the start a broad outline, but like super broad. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly like, this is how it will start. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will end in this area, yeah. generally. Um, super broad outline. And then one of them would write a chapter and then the other would write a chapter. Yeah. And they would send it back and forth. And the person who received it then had to just kind of like go with what was there. Mm-hmm. And then when they had the story finished, they did a full edit through it. Uh, I have a lot of reactions to that initially. So one, that is also the format David Levithan used to co-write Will Grace and Will Grayson with John Green. Yep. Another book I read as a teenager. Uh, it's also reminding me of a book series I read as a teenager where I think one of the books was called Snail Mail. And the concept was that these two girls had been best friends and they had to live separately and they uh, they they moved away from each other, you know, and they were teenagers so they couldn't do anything um, about it. And then the two writers wrote the book by like one wrote the emails from one person's point of view and the other wrote the ones from the other point of view. So they're two very separate stories. And then my third thought is just, as a writer, the idea of co-writing with someone is so gentle and nice. Like, um, one of my housemates is currently doing a writing project where they're co-writing with another person. And it just seems like a really nice kind of trustful thing to do. I don't know, because the first draft is always the worst version of anything. That, that is very true, yes. 
So we talked about David Levithan before in our previous episode. To give a quick rundown, he is a prolific author, mm-hmm. um, but he's also an editor. He's kind of got his finger in a lot of pies. Mm-hmm. He also edits books, and he says that he enjoys editing them as much as he enjoys writing them, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Mostly people like one or the other. Yeah. Because um, they're different skills. They're very they're different. very different skills. Yeah. Um, has written a lot of books himself, but he also does a lot of books with other people. So this is, as I said, this is his fifth book with Rachel Cohn, but he's also written a couple of books with um, David Ozanich and Chris Van Eason. He has a book with John Green. So yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of books. And then Rachel Cohn um, has a good number of books herself as well. Got the five books with David Levithan. She doesn't have any other books with another author. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is one that they wrote together. Oh, that was made into a movie, that right? That was made into a movie. Um, was there a No Kiss List one as well? That was something. Yeah, um, Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List in which... Um, there's a gay There's a gay boy, boy and a girl and they are best friends and... The way they deal with fancying the same people is to have a list of people that they can't, that neither of them can kiss. Mm -hmm. And I think things get a bit of a problem when one of them wants to kiss someone on that list. Well, what's the point in having the list if you're going to do that? So do both of them primarily write YA or? Uh, Yeah, so Rachel Cohn um, started with writing adult books, but I don't think that she could get them published. Mm -hmm. She has two books so her first two books never got published, and I think that she is currently like working on rewriting them mm-hmm. um, to get them out into the market. Um, she has, I think she's currently working on rewriting those um, and editing them to see if that if they could be published mm-hmm. now. Um, and she also has a degree in political science. Ooh, love that. Because uh, she was going to be a journalist, but then she became a YA author instead. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you about the book. Absolutely, go for it. I had. So much fun reading this book. Yeah? Yeah. It was... So the format of the book is we start with Dash discovering this little red notebook. Mm-hmm. And in the red notebook is like a list of little tasks, a little scavenger hunt mm-hmm. within a bookshop mm-hmm. that he has to do in order to like get to the next step. And then himself and Lily, who left the notebook, swap the notebook back and forth for the entirety of the of the book. And... And you get both of their points of view as you go along. Mm-hmm. And it's every other chapter as to who you're talking to. Okay. So um, are they writing in the notebook? Or is it just that when they have the notebook, it's their point of view? Uh, they're writing in the notebook. Okay. And they're writing to each other. So, so what has happened is that Lily's parents have gone off on holidays because they never had a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And so they've decided for their 25th wedding anniversary that they are going to go... Um, to Fiji on holidays for over over the Christmas break, mm-hmm. and so Lily has been left in the care of her older brother, and Lily and Dash are both sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lily's been left in the care of her older brother, who is not actually all that interested in like giving her a lot of care because he is more interested in hanging out with his boyfriend. What age is he? He is in, like, second year of college, so I'm going to say 19 or 20. Okay, so he's a little bit of a toe rag, perhaps? No, he's actually, like, really nice and really sweet. And he he is lovely. It's just that Langston has been left in care of Lily. Mm-hmm. But he is more interested in hanging out with his boyfriend. Yeah. Um. 
So in order to get like alone time with his boyfriend, he's like, Lily, what you need to do is go go on an adventure, essentially. Mm-hmm. So Langston um, helps Lily to write up like a, a code in this red notebook, which they then leave in the Strand Bookshop, which is an actual place in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it requires someone finding loads of books different books and then finding words within those books to make a sentence Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like i dare you to do these things and then leave the book back with back with the boy at Mm -hmm. the service counter which is her cousin Mm -hmm. this is pretty notionsy as a way to spend your christmas holidays oh it's so notionsy wait until you meet dash proper because dash is just like the living embodiment of notions um this is kind of my own framework and we Mm -hmm. can cut it and maybe have a conversation about it later if it's more relevant but rachel cohn is presumably jewish yeah and i believe david levithan is as well so Um, is this a christmas book or this is a christmas book okay but it's pretty secular okay so it's It's, american christmas it's american christmas it's fairly secular um so we have so you have to solve the clues in the book and then give it to mark who's at the counter um and mark is lily's cousin and then lily is like i'll be in touch Mm -hmm. leave leave the notebook back i'll be in touch but instead of doing that dash dash solves all the clues and he gives the notebook back to mark but he puts his own little challenge in there as Mm -hmm. well which brings Lily to this pizza place. And then from there, they keep swapping the notebook and bringing each other to different locations throughout New York. Do they meet each other at that point? Or are they, they interacting remotely? They interact for like two-thirds of the novel purely through the notebook, mm-hmm. um, which brings like a lot of interesting things in that they start to like have feelings for each other. And Dash in particular has a lot of do I have feelings for this girl or do I have feelings for this person that I have like invented in my head based on what I know about yeah from various things and like they ask each other questions through it Mm -hmm. like um Lily asks Dash his favorite Christmas memory and then things like this like it's themed to Christmas Mm -hmm. a lot of it but they do it's not just go to this location, go to this location. They are learning about mm-hmm. each other. Um, and that is really cute and fun. Both of them are trying to like do things that they think the other person would enjoy, but also things that like is connected to them in some way that like has a, a meaning to them mm-hmm. and setting each other off. And the reason that Dash has enough time to do all of these things is because his parents are divorced do not talk to each other, have not talked to each other in about 10 years, um, and both believe that he is with the other one. Where, okay, um, where is this child sleeping? Okay, so his mom and her boyfriend have gone away, and his dad and his girlfriend have gone away. So they, they're both out of New York, and therefore he has... Two apartments. Two apartments that he can bounce around, but he is mostly staying at his mom's. Yeah. But because both said a parent believes that he is in the care of the other he has a lot of freedom mm-hmm. um which lily doesn't have as much freedom because while she is in the care of her older brother who is as i've said trying to get rid of her like he is still monitoring where she is mm-hmm. on like a larger scale yeah um and making sure that like he's like go off into new york and do your own thing but have your phone so I can contact you. Yeah. Give me a rough idea of what's happening. And also she seems to have like so many, so many cousins and relatives. And, like everywhere they go, she has someone that she knows more or less. Um, she starts getting like more grounded in where 
and people knowing where she is and watching after her when her granddad comes back from Florida. Mm-hmm. So her granddad lives in the apartment above them. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to be gone for the whole week mm-hmm. of Christmas. It, it takes place a couple. It starts a couple of days before Christmas, the twenty first of December, and then it ends on New Year's Day, just over a week. Yeah. The book. And Including so we, like the dead week, the hibernation week, the week that no one does anything on. Yeah, because they're going back and forth between yeah. each other for that week. Oh, does this mean this bookshop is open on, like, Christmas Day and stuff? They're not always in the bookshop. Okay. It doesn't... They leave the notebook in whatever location they've sent the person to. Okay. Kind of. Okay. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, I've, I have brought you to the bookshop. Yeah. And then from the bookshop, they, from the bookshop, they go to the pizza place and from, and the pizza place leads her to a video shop yeah. and then she gets the notebook in the video shop yeah. and then she leaves us somewhere else for him to find yeah. she puts a note in it and leaves it for him to get and then that brings him to a new location mm-hmm. where he leaves the notebook or he leaves the notebook and they give clues to each other or there's also a couple of people who pass the notebook I'm back kind and forth of, for them as well I'm kind of not following this so <laughs> I'm not explaining it very well yeah so Lily leaves a clue in the notebook that's like, you should go to this pizza place. Dash goes to the pizza place, sits down, writes a note in the notebook that says you should go to this. Um, I think that sounded right. Okay. I get it now. Okay. So, <laughs> as I was saying... So basically what happens is that, like, let's say Lily gets, picks it up in the bookshop, Mm. follows the clues to a pizza place, uh, where she leaves it with clues to pick up. I described it wrong earlier. So what happens at the start is that Dash, Dash finds the notebook and he's supposed to leave it. Yeah. Okay. But he takes it with him. Yeah. But leaves clues. He leaves instructions with Mark at the customer service, Lily's mm-hmm. cousin, as to like where to go next, mm-hmm. and he that leads him to a pizza that leads Lily to a pizza place, which brings her to a video store, where she finds clues in the video store, mm-hmm. and then she leaves a mess. And that was a dangerous game because like it could have closed down before she got there <laughs> in the in the hours in between, yeah. um, and then. She leaves instructions for Dash. He's like, if you follow these clues, I'm kind of surprised that you got this far. He's really pretentious. Yeah. Dash is unbelievably pretentious. What his whole thing is that he really loves words and the meanings of words and like. Oh, an he, etymologist. He, ex- he is that. Fuck. Um, and one of the only things I didn't like about the book was how pretentious he was and how many long words he uses just so he can use long words. Are we talking? But, are we talking Draco Malfoy? No, he is a really nice kid. He's just a pretentious sixteen-year-old. Okay, yeah. Um, who, like, had a le- his parents had a less than ideal divorce, and it appears like he got like dragged through the settlement and he got dragged mm. through the custody and everything and like it's not that neither parent wanted him mm-hmm. but they were using him as a bit of a toy in the game not for, fair for points pawn a pawn for points mm-hmm. kind of between each other 
And as a result from that, he got, like, really into, like, books Mm -hmm. and really into words and, like, the express meaning of words and, like, the where they came from and all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just makes him... But he hasn't learned how to... He hasn't learned when to show off his knowledge and when to just not. This kid would really love the Illusionist podcast, which I used to listen to, which is about etymology. But yeah, I I know exactly that kind of 16-year-old. I was exactly that kind of 16-year-old. One of my friends... Her little brother recently is like, oh, yeah, I'm super into film. I'm the best, most into film. I have the best taste in film. Have you heard of Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. So, like, that kind of kid, but with books. Yeah. Um, and he is really sweet and really nice, and I do like him a lot, but he is... He's just like, he super hates Christmas, like, no interest in it at all. But part of that, again, is because things are messy with his parents Mm -hmm. um like one of his best christmas memories is the first christmas after his parents divorced and he's just like my parents were trying to like put on a really good show for me Mm -hmm. and i got to have two christmases and they were talking about all the benefits that came from me and then everything was going like really really well but then right at the end his dad was trying to like kind of one-up his mom a little bit um because he had two christmases so he had like christmas with his mom in the morning and then Mm. christmas with his dad in the evening Mm -hmm. he woke up with his mom and then went to sleep with his dad kind of thing and his dad was trying to like one-up his mom right at the end and was like is there really anything else that you would like and his and dash being like an eight or nine year old was like i'd like you and mom to still be together and his dad was just like hmm go to bed (laughs) yikes um so and and that's kind of like when he stopped being like christmas is this magical time Mm -hmm. and he's just like really grungy towards it now where he's like oh the capitalism of it all and everyone just walks around and it's snowing and there's no real magic to it and lily is the exact opposite lily has been stockpiling um, cookie mix in various Christmas flavors so that she can just like cut the mix and make cookies at like any moment mm-hmm. and does a number of times in the book just make cookies because she already has all the mix she just has to cut them and put them in the oven I guess I um, was gonna say I can really sympathize with Dash here because I feel like being a teenager is the worst Christmases like your worst Christmases are as a teenager because so as a kid, it's magical and wonderful. Um, as a teenager, you've spoilers. Um, anyone who has young children, please skip forward a little bit. You figured out Santa isn't real. And like you have to spend all your time with your family who you don't want to spend much time with anyway. And you can't go see your friends who you actually want to spend time with. And then when you're older, it's much nicer because like... For me, for example, in my mid-twenties, it's like, I can go down home. I can catch up with all my friends from home. We'll go out for a few drinks. Then, like, on the day, like, I'll get to see so much of my family. Like, there's going to be a bit of drama, probably. People are going to fight over a stupid thing. But we get to have a nice dinner, and then we have some drinks, and then we, like, 
just have a walk and watch some dumb movies and it's a nice family time and you don't expect it to be the most magical thing in the world so it just gets to be nice yeah but as a teenager you're still in the hangover of that beautiful magical era and also you don't want to spend time with your family yeah because you spend all your time with your family yeah now to be fair dash doesn't have to spend time with his family yeah because he's fucking lied to them because he is alone he's home alone to himself he home alone to himself yeah which is kind of why he has like time to do all this stuff mm-hmm. with it. like they both have time to do all this stuff because their parents are not giving them supervision mm-hmm. and in terms of like books in which you have to write the parents out i mm-hmm. actually really enjoyed the way that this did them yeah did that um especially lily because so her granddad features a lot in the book i'm not all that interested in the dares they did back and forth mm-hmm. um are any of them like actually like a dare dare like are they risks um Dash does have to go to a couple of places that are like very unpleasant to be in at Christmas. Like he has to go to Macy's. Okay. Um, two days before Christmas, and like walk around, and he has to like go through various places in order to find clues that Lily has left mm-hmm. him. Um, and but- he also gets in trouble because he talks to. There's a woman picking up like reindeer gloves. And he's just like, why? Mm. Why would you do this? Does Lily realise she sent him on an unpleasant mission? Or does she think, ah, Macy's two days before Christmas. What a wonderland. A bit of a mix of both. Okay. But also she has an uncle who was working as the the mall Santa there. Okay. So the ultimate, like, he he has to go from, like, one place in Macy's to another place in Macy's. And then he ends up at the Santa. He gives him a note from Lily being like, um, please tell me write in the the moleskin your favorite Christmas holiday favorite Christmas um, memory and then leave it for me in this place mm-hmm. and then she goes and picks it up the next day mm-hmm. he leaves it in, a, in in her stocking because Macy's has a list of like customizable stockings mm-hmm. and one of them is a lily mm-hmm. and so he leaves it in that one for her and she picks it up then later um, so what I'm what I'm hearing is that these people have very little in common. But there's a romance. So the, what do they have? The thing that they have in common is predominantly that they are both just a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily is... Lily has been overprotected by her family. Predominantly because she is a very sensitive child. Mm-hmm. But because she's so protected by them, she doesn't get like the chance to grow into a less sensitive child mm. or a less sensitive teenager she just keeps living in this little bubble of protectedness mm-hmm. but this means that she also has had like a really hard time making friends mm-hmm. and at a certain point i get the impression that she stopped trying to make friends and was just like i don't have them and i don't need them i have my very extended family who love me immensely and i therefore don't need to make a lot of friends and people don't want to be my friend anyway so it's not that big a deal and the thing that she does have is her parents were like you need an extracurricular so she joined the soccer team and she is an amazing goalie okay um and she's the team captain and she's like the people on my team are on my team and we get along just fine but none of them are my friends okay um and Part of Langston's kind of plot with this notebook thing is that he does just want to get her out of his hair a bit, but mm-hmm. he's also like, I think it would do Lily some good 
to get out of her comfort zone a little. Yeah. Um, like, she is a 16-year-old girl, and multiple of her relatives regularly call her Lily Bear, and uh. she does not protested in any way and i'm like if i was 16 and people were calling me kira bear or something similar care bear if yeah i would be like um no stop that or i would at least have an internal monologue where i was like please treat me like i'm more grown up than this i would give them a dirty look and like make a mental note to not spend time with this person yeah. anymore um and like some of it i'm like yeah my granddad i'd let him away with it and maybe my great aunt but nobody else no um you have to be over 80 for that shit yeah but a little bit of it is that so she is named lily after her grandmother who died right before she was born mm-hmm. so her granddad is like i lost a lily and i gained a lily mm-hmm. and like she is his special special grandchild he loves all his grandchildren but she is his special grandchild mm-hmm. and they live in where she li- where they live in manhattan her granddad like owned a shop which they now live which her family lives above and then he lives above that mm-hmm. and like they wouldn't be able to afford to live there if her granddad hadn't bought the building like 70 years ago yeah kind of thing and they rent out the bottom to a different i think there's a cafe or something there now but because her granddad ran the shop there for like 30 or 40 years he knows everyone in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and everyone in the neighborhood is like he is a respected figure and all of his friends like meet up and have like him and the other old men in the neighborhood meet up and have like coffee once mm-hmm. a week and they grumble about all their things and how there's new kids all around the place and stuff like this um and it's a really subtle neighborhood and so lily's like i'm not really interested in dating but also there's no one to date because my granddad and all of his friends have scared everyone off ah i see um and so she's like really watched because like if her granddad's not watched she's watched in a nice way but yeah. she is really watched um because her granddad has everyone looking out for her and she knows everyone in the neighborhood. Um, very, very culture-esque. Yeah. What I was going to say is most Christmas books and Christmas movies seem to exist in a little bit of a parallel universe where everything's more consumerist but less capitalist and more community-oriented but, like, unrealistically happy and cheesy and bad things never happen and everyone's white and like you know like the love actually universe Um, to what extent is this book part of the love actually universe everyone isn't white okay most people are um dash's friends are more multicultural but like her brother is gay my older brother is gay um, it's 2019. They let gays. <laughs> they let gays into the Taylor Swift music videos now. Out, so this book came out in 2010. Oh, okay. Fair enough. David so, Levithan has always been a boy. Has always been a boy. Sorry, this book is 2012. Yeah, but he's one of ours. He's one of ours. We stole him from the Straits. Yeah. Um, but and then there's some Orthodox Jews in there as well Lucky. on Dash's side. Um, and they're really nice, and they pass the notebook back and forth to Lily as well. Um, she ends up at a Jewish, not Christmas party, but Jewish holiday themed yeah. party at one point as part of like at midnight. Is it a Jewish unholiday party? Like it's, the way that people would have an on Valentine's? I think, 
I am not actually sure because I don't know enough about Judaism to know if they, if, so. To know if they're consciously doing an anti-Christmas thing or if it's just a different independent holiday they're yeah, doing. that they're doing. It's the, the, she goes to like this midnight gig that's organized by um, a Jewish group. And all of the acts are Jewish themed and they are all Jewish. Yeah. Um, and it's like a rave kind of thing and it's really weird, but it doesn't start till midnight and then and she has and she goes to that to get the notebook. Um, and she's like, This is so far outside my comfort zone, this is so wild and Langston is like, Go for it, just have your phone with you, you'll be fine. Like, call me if there's a problem. Um, and she goes to it, but her granddad comes back from Florida. Um, and like arrives home to find that she's not there and like where is she mm-hmm. um, and he has a big panic about it and Langston kind of like saves the day and is like I knew where Lily was it's fine mm-hmm. like she's grand um, and she was at this Jewish thing and it couldn't start till midnight because they can't use their instruments before oh, then yeah because of the sap well and I'm honestly like I don't know enough to be like is this a cool excuse that Langston is using or if this is an actual I should have checked with Orly well I will say yeah your housemate's Jewish <laughs> the Sabbath begins at sundown yeah it could so, have been a Sabbath thing so like not midnight so like it, the same as in Kel- I believe I might be mixing it up with um Celtic uh, cultures but I believe the Sabbath be- begins at sundown like the new day officially begins at sunset so if they like and yeah very orthodox jewish people will not turn on a light switch on the sabbath because you're not meant to make a fire and like you know if you click the switch That's you're a making fire. a fire yeah so that makes sense that it would not have to start until after the sabbath had ended however i'm fairly certain and i could be wrong that the sabbath does start and end it at At sunset so in that way Langston could be like hey you know that thing that's vaguely true about (laughs) Jewish people I'm gonna make that one like don't worry about it I have to start at midnight or it could be me misremembering um I'll check and let you all know on Twitter (laughs) yep cool I'm not not looking it up now I'm sorry peeps um but yeah no there's like a lot of that what was I talking about um multiculturalism the extent to which it exists in the like it does it does exist and it's nice because because i just feel like the christmas movie universe like it isn't even christian it's just white american it's just you know it's the secular american hallmark movie it's a very interesting world because they've taken out everything that could offend anyone there's there's no religion in it it's just christmas trees but yeah. also like the whole thing is based around like this christian partly catholic mostly protestant christianness but without any of the jesus or like there'll be christmas songs but like if there's hymns it's only going to be like in the background while a choir says something as like the people run into each other's arms and you can't hear if they're actually mentioning jesus yeah very few people go to mass yeah there's no there's no like over the top religious element to it other than the cultural yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly it is mostly cultural Christmas mm-hmm. that is happening in the book. Um and there is there's a good mix of people, I thought. But is our reality like is it 
realistic? Do the characters act like real people or are they solved by Christmas magic, you know? I think that they act like real people. I think they act like real 16-year-olds that are a little bit swept up in, like, both of the, like, Lily is super swept up in, like, the magic of Christmas and Mm. she's really disappointed that this Christmas isn't as magical as other Christmases because Mm. her parents are away and, like, the family isn't together Mm. and Langston won't pay attention to her. But she is also like, oh, I've got this thing with Dash happening, Mm -hmm. who she calls Snarl for most of the book because he refuses to give her his name at first. That's so similar to his name, though. She calls him Snarl because um, multiples of the people that he interacts with on her behalf are just like, hmm, seems snarly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'd have got a... And she's just like, I'm getting a bit worried that everyone is like, he's very like grouchy and like not pleasant like is this a werewolf man <laughs> yeah because she's like he seems really nice and like genuine in the notebook but he keeps being described as like having a scowl and just like not being very nice like being a grouchy boy mm-hmm. and i'm yep. like yeah he's a grouchy 16 year old makes sense to me yeah so tell me more you said that they meet at some point they do so after lily goes to that midnight party she accident. She's supposed to give the book to these two Jewish guys that are friends with Dash, and she chickens out because she's not sure if they're the right guys. Mm-hmm. And she leaves with the notebook, and therefore giving him no way to like contact her mm-hmm. because there's no like he doesn't have the notebook to like to to do go to the next place yeah. and stuff. But she also manages to leave a shoe behind. <laughs> fucking cinderella they actually talk about cinderella it's really funny of all Um, garments to leave behind you in new york in the winter um so dash like gets the shoe that she's left behind it's like a boot left behind and he like we get his chapter with the boot and he is like fully trying to figure out the clue (laughs) that lily has left him in this boot and he's like i've gone through the scenes of it i've put my hands inside i've looked for like a piece of paper a note i've like short of taking the boot apart there is no he's like what is the meaning of Mm -hmm. this shoe it doesn't occur to him that like she just accidentally left it behind Mm -hmm. but he's like what is the meaning of it no because everything has to have a meaning because he's literary yes everything has a meaning and a purpose and then lily because she's a bit weird just continues walking around new york with one boot and like one regular shoe in case dash she just runs into dash essentially oh god um which does end up happening yeah because christmas Um, magic what happens is he ends up retracing some of the clues Mm -hmm. in order to like meet people that he's met before that know lily yeah and from there he meets her great aunt Mm -hmm. who sends him to where she knows lily to be Mm -hmm. but when he gets there lily has decided that because she made such a mess of things and didn't give the boot didn't give the notebook to the people she was supposed to be giving it to and she has also met like a boy that she knew from school and he's being like really nice and she's like maybe he's changed and Mm. things and they've gone to a bar with her choir group that she's been caroling with and one of them has just turned 21 and is ordering loads of drinks and Lily at 16 is just kind of like I'll have a sip of this person's drink and I'll have a sip of this other person's drink and 
has become intoxicated. Yeah. Because she's had many sips of many different cocktails. And when Dash arrives, she's a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. And Dash is just like, oh, she's with this other boy. And she's a bit of a mess. And she has dropped the notebook. Oh, God. Um, So this is weird and I don't really like it. And Lily's just like, oh, my God, Dash is here. And he's here. And I, I am a mess. And... She vomits and then he gets her home and is basically like, and the two of them are like, I guess we just couldn't live up to the expectations expectations of the notebook. And oh, it sucks. But here we are. And then her older brother is like, cop on. They kind of agree to keep writing via the notebook and being like notebook friends. Okay. Um, And to see how that is. A little bit. How is, how does the book handle attraction? Because obviously these people don't know each other and they haven't seen each other and they don't know what they look like, but they start crushing on each other before they see each other. Is it discussed at all? It's discussed a lot that they're both like, they see each other and they're like, yeah, that's a cute person that I would, I have no qualms with how they look and are physically appealing. But it's mostly a lot of the like attraction and stuff is discussed in terms of Dash is very like introspective of the fact that he's like, will I like this real person or is it just the person that I have created out of the page that mm-hmm. I like? And Lily is not so much will I like Dash as will Dash like me when he discovers I'm not the person on the page. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. Um, I mean, that's kind of gender roles. It's kind of gender roles. Um, so Lily has this like five second thing with this other boy. But Dash also has a side romance that's going on. Mm-hmm. Because his ex-girlfriend, Sophia, who was from Spain and did like a couple of years in New York and then moved back to Spain, at which point... They were dating for like her last six months in New York and then her family were like, we're moving back to Spain and the two of them were just like, okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. And they emailed a bit, but like there was no, we'll make it work long distance. You'll visit, I'll visit. They were just like... 16. <laughs> they were they were like 15, 16. And, they, and also when she comes back, both of them are like, I like you a lot more now than I did when we were together. Ooh. Because... They're looking at me, looking at each other as complex people, as opposed to being like, "This is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. Girlfriends and boyfriends do this." Yeah. Um. Do we know what age they were when they were going out? They were like fifteen. It's a. Okay. It's the most recent breakup. Okay. And Dash has dated a couple of girls, like not serious, like yeah. shifts and stuff. And Lily's like, "I have never touched a human boy in my life because I don't even have female friends." Ah, uh, Lily. Oh, Lily. But also like her, cause like, she's like. Ah, oh, I haven't had any opportunity. I haven't gone looking for any opportunity, but mm. also my granddad would scare away anything that I did have. So like, uh, does he? No. Oh. Uh, one. Of I her, want him to so be terrified. Her cousin Mark, who works in the bookshop, is like super disapproving of mm-hmm. Dash. And Lily's like, do you not like Dash? Or do you, are you having a grandpa moment? Mm-hmm. And Mark is like, like, what are you talking about? He's a terrible boy. Why would you want to date him? And she's just like, grandpa moment. So it's a grandpa <laughs> thing. And like, he's only in his 20s. <laughs> but that kind of seems to be the whole family towards Lily. 
that must really suck. But she's like cool with it. Her brother is cool at least. Her brother is cool. Um, Is she like the youngest of the cousins or something as well? I think so. It's not really clear that if there's others younger than her. She's the youngest in her family for definite. She's the family baby kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, And she is like super sensitive. She had a gerbil that died and she was like proper traumatized from that. And then she had a couple of cats that died. Um, And her, she just, her parents are like, you're not allowed to get any more pets because it's so traumatizing for you when like things happen with Mm -hmm. them. And also we live in New York. So she's like a dog walking business that Mm -hmm. she does. At one point she just, when she's looking for Dash at one stage, she finds out the general area he lives from a friend of his who's been passing Mm -hmm. the notebook. And she just goes around from like one building to another building, basically being like, hey, does a dash live here? So she knows his name at this point. Yeah. She, I, knows I, her, he, she, she, find, she has now found out his name. I would have loved if she was like, hey, does a grumpy teenage boy live here? And like every single one would be like, yes. Um, <laughs> this is a high density city. All of the teenage boys are grumpy. Yeah, she is like, he's grumpy. (laughs) And like, that's how the doormen know her, know him. But she just gives out like, biscuits to these doormen. And she leaves her card, which is like, Lily, dog walker. I'm pretty sure there's like a a dog sitter near where we live called Mm -hmm. Lily as well. Because I see her signs on the lamppost. Oh, so Sophia and Dash kind of have like, a not a whirlwind romance, but they're kind of like, we like each other so much more now than we did before. And we can have this really quick holiday fling if we want to. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean anything. And you can, and so like, and Dash isn't tied to Sophia and Sophia isn't tied to Dash. And Dash isn't like, he's still kind of chasing Lily, but he's also like not chasing Lily. Because I'm not, I can't, I'm really sorry, listeners. I can't place where in the book this happens right now. He's a little bit like, Lily is an idea and Sophia's a real person. Mm. Um, And he's not like putting Lily on top of Sophia or anything. But they just kind of have some shifts. And mm-hmm. they're like, this was really nice. And then they go their separate ways. Dash is like, maybe we'll make plans to meet up another time while you're over. And Sophia's like, let's leave it to chance. And he's just like, you know what? That sounds better. Yeah. Like, we had this thing and it kind of brings closure to their relationship as well. Because he wasn't like pining after her, but their relationship didn't end so as much as it just faded. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, Boomer is my favorite character in the book. He is Dash's friend and he is just like super enthusiastic about everything and just shouting about everything. That's why he's called Boomer. Balance, I guess. Balance. You've got Dash and Boomer and there you and- Lily knows that Dash is a good person because she's like, Boomer would only be friends with good people. Um, and it's from Boomer that we get Dash's tragic backstory as mm-hmm. well. Because um, Mark of the bookshop is just like, oh, but he's so like grouchy and the mm-hmm. worst. He's such a teenage boy. And Boomer's like, give him a break. He's had, he's been through things. Yeah. He's a good person. He's had to hold it all together. Mm-hmm. And Lily's just like, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, I guess society expects us to take care of shitty teenage boys and for teenage girls to love them despite all of their shittiness. But is Dash only recently shitty? He is only, he's only 16 year old pretentious. He's not a bad person. Okay. And he does really care for his friends and Mm. he is really nice. And like he, yeah, he's got a skull in his face. He doesn't want to be participating in Christmas. Yeah. But only weirdos like Lily do. (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah. when I was 16, I didn't want to participate in Christmas either, and now I'm like super into it. So, how does their relationship progress past the horribly awkward having to bring her home because she's drunk? Lily, they kind of hunt each other out. Um, and then Lily decides that they'll, she'll leave it to chance, kind of. Okay. Um, and they end up running into each other in the dog park where Lily... Like, it's the kind of situation where they could have passed each other every day or every other... Like, every week in this dog park many times, but now they know each other. Yeah. And therefore it's like, oh, it's weird that we're both here at the same time. Yeah. And due to a series of misunderstandings, including a baby and the dog that Lily is walking, they end up spending a couple of hours in a police station. Excuse me? So... Do they find a baby? No. Does the dog she's walking find a baby? So, previously, Dash had been walking through the park where a couple of kids had started hitting him with snowballs and and so he retaliated and one of the kids got hit in like the face and was like my eye my eye and then went and told his mom Mm. and then the local mom's group was like this kid is a predator Mm. and it was dash yeah and dash was like what um and then he's walking through the park again he runs into lily and they're kind of like oh will we go separate ways will we hang out together should like what way should we walk through the park it's awkward that we're doing this Mm -hmm. we don't really know what to do um and the dog decides for them and basically just like runs off in a direction very suddenly lily like ends up letting go of the leash dash grabs the leash and then gets dragged by this giant dog okay Um, so he's a spindly boy he's a real big dog and he's a small boy like towards this group of women one of whom has a baby in a buggy they like crash into each other and the baby goes flying out of the buggy clearly not like properly strapped in yeah and lily like does a goal a goalie dive to catch the baby and dash is like never seen anything more beautiful than her dive to save that baby oh my god amazing graceful thing i have ever seen in the world because she's a goalie she's a captain of the football team that's so good Um, but because he has been previously identified by this mother's group as a predator <laughs> and now Lily is holding one of the mother's babies. They're like, they're trying to steal the baby. What the fuck? So, New York so, is so paranoid. No so, one wants your shitty baby. So they give the baby back but the police have been called and everyone ends up in the police station. So there's like the two of them and the dog in the interrogation room. Um, and also someone like... In case the a... dog breaks and he... gives them information. Yeah. And like nobody comes in to talk for talk to them or anything. They just get like abandoned there for a couple of hours. But this gives Lily and Dash like some good experience to talk to each other. So now I'm really happy that they're white. <laughs> because that could have gone way worse. It could have gone way worse. And... Dash narrates this bit and he's just like Lily appears to have relatives all over the boroughs but apparently not in the police yeah (laughs) and um, ACAB ACAB and he's like she says that she has an uncle or a cousin or something in the FBI but we're not supposed to know about it of course (laughs) and I'm just like Lily stop telling people that that's what I'm like though (laughs) you know exactly what I'm referring to yeah so So from that, they bond and they decide that they will try to, like, instead of continuing their relationship in paper form, they will, like, actually talk to each other and Mm -hmm. see how things are. Um, And then 
they go on a date over they go on a New Year's night date where Dash turns out that Boomer has a relative that is something to do with some TV show and mm-hmm. they end up in like a morning breakfast kitchen where they make cookies together like on the set of like NBC or something and okay. like it's a real it's a weird big deal thing. I yeah. think that I'm missing something about like I felt like I was missing a, piece a of reference cultural, a piece a, of cultural context yeah like, uh okay but kira i have one very important question what? do they kiss at midnight i will keep going okay. okay okay and then and then lily brings him on an adventure and one of the things um that they asked each other is like in all serious no sarcasm and stuff what is like the greatest christmas gift you could ever get and he is like i want the complete unabridged dictionaries which is like 10,000 euros. Like, it's a ridiculous yeah. thing. And he's like, I don't actually... And he's also like, I don't actually want anyone to buy it for me. It's something that I want to, like, earn and get yeah. to. And Lily, due to her connection with the bookshop, knows that there is a complete set in the basement of the bookshop. Mm-hmm. So she blackmails her cousin, who works there. What did she use to blackmail in. him? She uses their aunt, their, their great aunt. Yeah. And um, her great aunt apparently helped pay for some of this boys college tuition yeah. and so lily calls the great aunt and is like will you get mark to help me and then mark is like it was it was underhanded <laughs> to get our aunt to help you you know and she's like i don't know what you're talking about fucking <laughs> family right yeah i'm like this is i literally was having a conversation with one of my friends at like midnight last night because it's one of those midnight type conversations about how like the pressure that capitalism puts on the family unit makes families less pleasant places to spend time in. And this great aunt manipulating her nephew to help her great niece with a love thing is exactly what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be fiscally dependent on your older relatives. Um, But I am glad that they get to look at the dictionaries. Um, So they go in and look at the dictionaries, but they were so enamored by the dictionaries that they did not pay attention to the fact that when they went into the basement they were supposed to like either bring the key with them or leave the door open and they become locked in the basement super um can't eat books um and they call mark who is like and they're like can you come let us out and mark is just like no i'll be i'll come in early but i'm not going back outside on New Year's Eve to let two kids that are illegally in a bookshop out of the basement. So you just hang tight and I'll see you at 6.30 a.m. I <laughs> Before I start my shift at 7. <laughs> I love Lily's family. I love that the older ones are all super, super protective of her and the younger ones are like, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Just do whatever, um, dude. And Lily's like, well, if you don't let us out, we'll call the police. And he's just, and Mark's just like, you literally just spent like a couple of hours in the police station. You really want to go back? Like, mm. you really want to explain that to your parents? Because mm-hmm. they're all over you over that. And she's just like, fine. <laughs> I guess we'll be here all night then. And they just mess around with the dictionaries and they play Scrabble for a bit. Not mm-hmm. Scrabble, but they play Hangman and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of fall asleep on each other's mm-hmm. shoulders. They do have a... Okay. I don't think it's at midnight. Um, but also, in like a really cute way, they mess it up the first time. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, so Lily has never had a kiss before. Yeah. Um, and she's really nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And there was an opportunity where they could have kissed earlier and mm-hmm. Lily like backed out a little mm-hmm. slow burn, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but here, should I wait for him to make a move or dare to make it myself? As if he were wondering the same thing, he leaned down and there it was. Our lips finally met in a full on head bang that wasn't anything close to a romantic kiss. <laughs> We both pulled back. Ouch, we both said. Pause. Dash said, try again. It never occurred to me that the matter would require conversation first. This lip, manu- this lip maneuvering business was complicated. Who knew? Yes, please. I closed my eyes and waited. And then I felt him. His mouth found mine. His lips glazed mine softly, playfully. Not knowing what to do, I mimicked his moves. Exploring his lips with my own gently, happily. The honest-to-God smooching went on for, like, a good minute. The honest-to-God smooching. Yeah. Bless. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the end of it. They fall asleep, um, eventually, just kind of, like, leaning on each other. And then, um, in the morning, Mark comes down and is like, Okay, you can leave now. And Lily gets to wake Dash up. Wonderful. I have to say, if it was my teenage cousin who I was locking in the basement, and I'm not singling out any teenage cousin here, I've got 30-something cousins. If it was one of my teenage cousins I was locking in a basement with a known love interest who I didn't approve of, I would for sure be worried about teen pregnancy. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's just not... That's not the situation the book is in. Yeah, no, it's in fantasy Christmas land yeah. where teen pregnancy doesn't happen. And people just have beautiful little kisses. Yeah. Um, Lily makes some friends. Yeah? Um, because she's out of her shell and like doing other things. Like She's made friends with the caroling group that she made. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, due to the baby dog police incident... They made a couple of headlines in the local papers. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really funny because some of the papers are like, child saves baby. Yeah. And other ones are like, two children miscreant steal baby. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, her soccer team like rally around her and yeah. come over and she's just like, is all I have to do to make friends is ask my friends? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, because the girls are just like, hey, we, like, we've been on the team together for so long. Why have you never, like, but we never hang out. We want to get to know you. And she's like, is it this easy? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is fantastic. Um, and yeah, no, it's really nice. Dash kind of, like, opens up a bit more and Mm -hmm. is like, Dash doesn't have a lot of, like, massive development. He just kind of, he realizes that he has to be a bit more open to the idea of people mm-hmm. and Lily realizes that she has to she has to reach out yeah. to people as opposed to just kind of expecting people to come to her because all of her family comes to her but also like her family protect her a lot yeah. so there's a kind of a weirdness there as well and she needs to like both of them need to open themselves up but in different ways yeah because yeah. dash has lots and lots of friends he's just kind of like a half a step back from them yeah like, like he won't let them in as much as they could be so they're not as like they're not very close mm-hmm. um but he has good friends whereas lily is like so open that people find that really hard and off-putting and off-putting and so when she was younger when when people are the most off-put by us yeah she couldn't make friends with anyone and now she is in that habit yeah and and now she's like oh people are 
people are open to this kind of yeah. oddness in a human now yeah. or that they weren't before. Like, as a 24-year-old, obviously there are people in the world who are, like, way too open and it's, like, your first conversation and they're telling you their whole life story and you're like, whoa, back up a second. But that's not even the same kind of openness because that's more about, like, them immediately wanting to vent at you. When someone is genuinely, like, super, super open and immediately starts treating you as their friend, that's just great. Yeah. Like, as an adult, you're like, oh, fuck, great, life hack. Life hack. <laughs> a friend acquired. A friend acquired. Yeah, no. And I kind of felt a little bit of the two of them where I'm like, I don't make friends very quickly, mm-hmm. but I am like, that person is my friend. Instantly. And, and, and I will, like, defend them to the death. Mm-hmm. You just have to get there. And I feel like that's how it is with Dash. Yeah. And a little bit with Lily as well. I think once you're, like, in with Lily, you are in with Lily. Like, mm. that's the end of it. She ends up adopting that dog because the owner, the dog's name is Barris, and he's a really big dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and the owner is like, hey, I'm not actually supposed to have, like, pets in my apartment. And um, it was fine because it was all on, like, the DL. But now that the dog has been in papers... I'm not sure how I'm going to get it back into my apartment. Can it hang out with you for a while? And Lily's mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool, but I'm not giving it back now. <laughs> okay. So she becomes more assertive. And she's also like, when when I met Barris, he was so wild. And after yeah. a week, with, after a couple of days with me, he is like sitting when I tell him and like mm-hmm. doing what he's told. So clearly he wasn't getting enough attention before. And he's a really big dog for a yeah. small New York apartment. Um. So she's basically just like, my parents said I couldn't have a dog, but I don't care. Yep. <laughs> I'm having have... one now. They <laughs> left me alone for Christmas and I'm having this dog. You know what? Fucking fair. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else to say about the book. Highlights, lowlights, weird little sidelights. Um, I really enjoyed Lily's family mm-hmm. um, and all their little, like, every single one of them was a pure character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other highlight was for me for me and it would have more meaning if i had more understanding of like Man- Man- manhattan and new york mm-hmm. um but i it was nice to see them running through all of these um all of these different landmarks and landscapes that you're kind of aware aware of for mm-hmm. movies and stuff and i think if you lived in new york it would be really fun mm-hmm. or if you were like really really into the book retracing some of their steps would yeah. be really cool so it was nice in that way. In other ways, I felt like I was a little bit missing out on, like, cultural touchstones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think my sidelight would probably be Boomer. He was just so fun. And also the great aunt, she was great as well. And she has, like, this really nice talk with Dash at one point where they have a weird conversation about tea where she mm-hmm. offers to make him tea. And then he's like, well, it depends what type of tea you have. And she lists out a couple. He's like, do you have this kind of tea or that kind of tea? And she lists out a couple of teas. And in the end, they agree that like Earl Grey is the right tea for the moment. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, she doesn't have any. (laughs) And he's like, well, I suppose I won't have any tea then because we have had this weird conversation where we narrowed out like the type of weather, like all of these reasons why this tea and that tea don't work and stuff. Um, It's very amusing. I love um, that he gets on well with this ancient woman. Like, yeah. beautiful. Um, there's also a bit where um, he accidentally gives Lily, like, this absolute dream of a gift because he sends her to a toy shop 
He sends it to a department store that has a toy shop in it where you make your own dolls like mm-hmm. Bilza Bear. Um, and she makes she ends up in like a back room because it's not technically open because they've closed it for this type of year so that they can have more Christmas stock yeah. and stuff. But he knows someone who works there and he she ends up in a back room and she makes her own puppet, which she calls Snarly. And she makes him look as she thinks based on her relative's descriptions how dash looks yeah um and then she sends it back with boomer to dash but she tells the story of when she was younger um and everyone had my american girl dolls Mm -hmm. and how she used love bringing her doll in and like getting an outfit for it or like doing its hair and things like this and she loved all their backstories and she had this idea for a my america girl and she brought it to like the attention of a salesperson and the salesperson was like horrified mm-hmm. that she would have the idea for a doll and like oh my god you just buy the dolls that we mm-hmm. have you don't make your own dolls mm-hmm. but she's like in this making of this puppet i got to make my own yeah. kind of american doll in this weird way um and she's just like and that was such a great gift that he didn't even know he was giving me and it was it's nice it was nice to see it was interesting to see mm-hmm. their, like, concept of Christmas coming up against each other, yeah. where she is, like, unbridled joy at the concept, and he is, like, sarcastically involving himself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do the video shop thing, he's like, leave your details for, like, the next thing. Mm-hmm. In, in any DVD, no Christmas movies, please. Mm-hmm. And she leaves it in, like, The Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was a really cute book. It was a nice little Low romance. light? Um, low light was... I don't think there was a low light. It was fun. It, no, my low lights were probably just missing those cultural touchstones, which is yeah. not the book's fault. That's mm-hmm. my own. It just meant that I was, like, a little bit outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was really well told. Um, I'm a little bit like, I don't believe that any 16-year-old girl would allow anyone o- under the age of um, 70 to call them Lily Bear and, like, a couple of her cousins do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-mm, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Her brother calls her Lily Bear at one point. I'm like, it's not. It's no. weird. Stop that. Her brother. This is a weird sidelight. Mm-hmm. Her brother and his boyfriend, um, they decide that his the boyfriend's name is Benny. And they decide that they're going to break up because Benny is going back to visit his family mm-hmm. for like five days. And they don't know if their relationship can manage the distance. God. Um, and they're so new and they just like they don't know if they can do the distance so mm-hmm. they've decided to take a break for five whole days mm-hmm. and Lily is like what is wrong with you that's ridiculous you don't know how gays are um, and then like uh, Langston comes in and makes like this massive announcement where he's like Benny and I are back together and we're exclusive <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> you ridiculous man um, that is what being 20 and gay <laughs> know, is like. I know. And Langston had previously been in like this serious relationship that like broke his heart. Yeah. And Lily is just like, what if my heart gets broken by Dash? And they have this really beautiful moment together. Mm-hmm. And Langston's just like, I think I won't ever get over that relationship like to the fullness. But like, I'll always carry some of it with me. But that is what being alive is. Mm-hmm. You carry 
every relationship with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, in different ways, and because every time you meet a new person, they change you in some way and stuff. And um, and he's like, there's no point in like he's like things might not work out with Benny, but there's no point in like just not being in any relationship ever was it weird having all this relationship talk about a dude who also had your boyfriend's name i only just put that (laughs) i have one question which is definitely preying on my mind on this book is dash a nickname dash is short for dashnell 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 interesting i'm googling that immediately um and dash is like it's such a perfect name for me because i'm so in love with books and words and the concepts and dash is in itself a punctuation. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of Deschanel as in a French surname. Dashiel? Yeah, that's it. Dashiel is from the name of the American author Dashiel Hammett. It's an anglicized form of his mother's surname, Dashiel, which is of unknown meaning. Dashiel. Looks a little bit like an angel name. Could be. I liked it though. It made me think of reindeers. Yeah, that was when you said it. I was like, Dasher, (laughs) (laughs) fucking Donner Um, Blitzen. I mean, it's America. It could possibly be that this kid was just fully named Dash. Like it happened in The Incredibles. It can happen in real life. Yeah, that's my motto. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's your motto for everything. Yeah, if it happened in The Incredibles, it can happen in real life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also the inverse. If it didn't happen in The Incredibles... Can't happen. Can't happen. Don't even try. Gay people don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> you guys black people in that one, Yeah, though. yeah. It's real nice. Okay. Um, final will... thoughts and words. I think I've done um, my highlights, sidelights, yeah. and weird little yeah. guidelights like I 20 think, times. So. I think this is a classic David Levithan. There's a um, sequel. Oh, yeah. Is that set at Christmas as well? It is. It's called um, 12 Days of uh, Dash and Lily. Lovely. I think I would be interested in maybe doing another Rachel Cohen book at some time. Um, but it does feel like this was a very classic YA book. It was just a YA romance. It was a fun romp. Yeah, like it you was, don't... It was a classic YA and it was also like a classic Christmas romance story. And it was just, it was a fun romp. Because you don't usually go for the fun, nice ones. I didn't know, but like, Dash was like broody enough. And Lily had like stuff going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of family drama for both of them. Yeah. Kept me, kept me engaged. Yeah, you're like, And well. also I was just in the mood for something really light. So I'm glad this book crossed my arms at this time. Crossed my path. Things yeah. don't cross your arms. That's weird. Yeah. Oh my god. Not so much. You cross your own arms and no one can stop you. Okay. Um, I will be back. Well, we will both be back in two weeks. No more shall we be separated and doing dumb extra pods. Well, actually, we will be doing dumb extra pods. We will We will actually... There will be three podcasts this month because there's going to be this one, which you're listening to now. Aoife is doing her book. It is called Turnabout and it is by Margaret Haddix. It was recommended to us on Twitter. Name, I've forgotten. But I was looking for something Christmassy. And this person was like, well, this is a YA author I enjoy. And I found a book that was not Christmassy, but in ways I will reveal, very seasonal. Very good. 
Um, and then sometime in that dead point between Christmas Day and New Year's, look out for a bonus pod because we will be coming at you with a quick roundup of all the books that stood out to us that we read during the year. Some of them for the pod, some of them just read extracurricularly for yeah, you... our own enjoyment. Um, I am hoping to hit 50 books by the end of the year. I am not quite on 40 just yet. So I've read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, I, you were really scaring me when you said a roundup of all the books that we've read. <laughs> that resonated with us. I was like, oh, cool. Thank God. Because I have read 35 books, I think, so far. So like, that would be a lot. <laughs> that would be a lot to do. We are very active on Goodreads and that's the only reason I can tell you what books I've read this year <coughs> because I keep losing the lists of them that I write physically down even though I have a notebook that's like, books I've read. I can, I can never find us. Whereas I am a good and wholesome person who's never done anything problematic in my life and instead I have a Word doc that is hosted on Google Docs which is, you know, a morally fine platform. Yep. Um which is books read 2015 onwards. So Oh my god, I would not be able to deal with that. Yeah, no, one day I'm going to do a proper stats breakdown of it. Love a spreadsheet. Love a spreadsheet. Um, but yeah, we're going to discuss what we've read. Um not going to spoil it for you, but I'm probably going to be talking about the Sherlock Holmes original books a lot because I read a few of those this year and they were really great. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, follow us on the social medias. Let us know what you want for Christmas. Um what you like sincerely deeply want even if nobody can actually get it for you what do you want for christmas expose your emotional vulnerabilities to us on twitter we will not use these for evil our twitter handle is forever ya pod you can also find us on instagram at forever ya podcast and you can follow our goodreads to see what we've read previously and what we're going reading in the future that one is also forever ya pod and also if you really really like us or really really hate us and want to get our attention you can catch us on patreon where you can become a patron and that is also at forever ya pod if you are a patron you get to suggest books and we are honor bound to actually do them yes okay Merry start of December Christmas time. Happy holidays and may your demons slumber and your wine glass be ever full. Stay young, stay happy. Bye. Bye.